Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. To the Starting Five Podcast on SB Nation Grizzly Bear Blues. I am the one P Shark. Um, I am at underscore Scalito on Twitter. As always, you know, I'm infamous for it's good night season, but I think it's starting to be Milton season around here. So people beware. Yes, sir. Coming to you live from the Great Bane Room in Dillard Brooks Island. This you got Trail. We just got done with dance class hosted by Steven Adams. What's good, everybody? I have no salsa for that merengue, and I have no sauce for D. Melton. But I love what the Grizzlies are doing. 3-0 this week. Let's keep talking about it. What's up, big fella? What's going on, y'all? At Tev Shakir, and I got to say, if you're going to Stephen Adams' dance class on a Sunday, you ain't got nothing else to do with your time, but it is what it is. Dead or you don't know how to dance for real. Let's <laughs> just play it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no new big Steve like that, man. No new big Steve like that. <laughs> I tell you, big Steve a Memphian now. Y'all ain't seen the video? Big Steve a Memphian now. I'm telling you. <laughs> he did it to himself, bro. I thought bro yeah. was crib walking on that joint for a minute. I was like, all right, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you told me, dog. <laughs> from to Memphis. Come on, man. Oh, man. But shout out to the Grizzlies. Another week. 3-0. and Um. Uh, <laughs> You know, I bet if I had chose three and zero last week, they would have went to win one. But neither that's neither here nor there. We all chose two and one. They went three and zero. That's what we wanted, and that's what we got. Uh, we got the pleasure of going to the next game. Me, Trevor, and Skyler uh, smacked them. We got it. We got the best of both worlds. We got to see KD and Kyrie put on the show, but we also got to see them take an L in the process of putting on this show. It was. I would have loved in that. <laughs> oh, ESPN, National TV, seeing Big Perk sitting on the sidelines next to uh Josh's dad, the biggest herder. So you had the biggest herder and uh <laughs> biggest fans sitting next to each other. That was nice to see. Also, you had the next night, Lil Boosie showed up. They watched them smack the Indiana Pacers. I don't know why he chose that game of all games, but you know, hey, shout out to Lil Boosie <laughs> pulling up in Memphis. He probably couldn't get tickets to the next game, though. I mean, because that John Ward kind of live. Yeah, John he might be a Pacers fan since New Orleans ain't doing too good. Mm. Actually, New Orleans is doing good. Now that you think about it, they in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right, so what we're not gonna do is allow Trevor to be dead petty and y'all not mention it. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna let my bro slide after that pettiness about Lil Boosted. That's <laughs> I mean, wipe him down. <laughs> let me I need to add him and be like, hey Lil Boost, you ain't got as much money as you used to. Wipe me down. Oh, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, I ain't trying to do all this. He didn't pull up with a gas tank on E, but all drinks was on him. 
right. That's it for today's episode. <laughs> right. I can't, I can't with y'all. <laughs> Love but, little Boosie, though, man. Shout out to Boosie, real talk. Right, right. Shout out to Boosie, man. Then we get to Saturday. Uh, me and Scott did get the pleasure of seeing them smack the Milwaukee Bucks with Giannis and Chris Middleton playing that night, which was odd. Uh, it was weird. I really want to, I guess, because it was Grizz's birthday, but they had the, uh, the Pacers mascot, the Hawks mascot, and the Spurs mascot at the game. And uh, Pacers and um, Spurs played last night. I, I don't know. Hawks probably, probably played last so night. So Pacers were, so funny story, Bianca is, Bianca, my wife, is related to the mascot for the Pacers. So they had a road game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Yep, and Grizz reached out like a couple weeks ago. So they made it happen. I think they all do that for each other. Okay. That, it was pretty cool. It was like it was random, but it was pretty cool. <laughs> so it was funny, but uh, yeah, we smacked Milwaukee. Uh, nice to be at great atmosphere. Just like the Brooklyn game, it was probably just as deep, if not more deep, uh, considering it was Saturday as well. So I like everybody was there early. I showed up an hour early for the first time, and it was like, dog, it's y'all not already packed. So great game, man. Three and a week for the Grizzlies. Job will be out two weeks, but obviously, I mean, we it looked like his rest, <laughs> knee sore in his rest. Whatever you want to call it, uh, Brandon Clark had hips sword in his last couple of games. So, resting up for the playoffs is all I see. What y'all thought about the week? Oh, uh, I'm not sure if you can ask for a much better week than what the Grizzlies just had. I think we all, in some form or fashion, picked them to go two and one. I'm not sure if any of us picked them to go three and zero, and to have them, you know, put on the performance that they did. You know, all things set aside when Brooklyn and ESPN came into town, and to what you just said, Sharky, like. Kyrie and KD put on an absolute show, like just as great, you know, as much as the oohs and alls there, you know, the Grizzlies got, you're getting that same amount for Kyrie and KD and for them to both, you know, go 35 plus a piece, yet the Grizzlies win comfortably was impressive. So then I'm thinking to myself, okay, they got Milwaukee coming into town this weekend, you know, everything that came with you know, ESPN and, 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 and Brooklyn on Wednesday, maybe they have a letdown against Milwaukee and Giannis, and impressively won the game comfortably as well, too. So I'm not even sure, like, you know, what else you can ask for or from the Grizzlies um, from this particular week. They they did everything that they needed to do. Um, I mentioned their defense or their lack thereof over the past um, few games last week or I think the week before, and they answered that bell as well, too. So um, offensively, Tyus Jones and DeAnthony Melton, Jesus Christ, I don't think the man has missed in about two weeks. Um, Brandon Clark has been amazing. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been leading away with their defense. Um, Zaire Williams coming off the bench. John Conchar coming off the bench. Like, you know, Taylor Jenkins, his rotation has, we mentioned it, um, I mentioned it during the Brooklyn game, like his rotations have been spot on. I'm not even sure if he's missed um, in that regard either. So, you know, really, really great week for them. Shout outs to the entire team, the entire organization for a, a great week, um, especially with ESPN and coming down this past week. Yeah, what this week uh tells you about the Grizzlies is that this team is like really special. Um and they could really do some serious damage going forward, not just in this season, but in the seasons um after this one. I picked them to lose the game against Brooklyn because I expected between Katie and Kyrie, one of them was gonna go off and for both of them to go off and for you to withstand it and not only win, but just win comfortably because a double digit uh, win for the Grizzlies shows me everything that I need to know that, hey, this team is ready, prepared for practically anything at this point. Yes, this there without job, but. You know, you got to give some 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 uh, kudos to, to Zach Kleiman. I'm almost ready, almost ready to acknowledge him as King Kleiman as everyone else uh, claims him to be, but not just yet. 
Um, you would think the letdown game after that will be against Indiana, but they didn't miss a beat in that game. And then even with that, you thought that maybe, okay, fatigue could have set in. They just had a back-to-back and maybe on a day's rest. You you got Milwaukee coming into the town, of course, the defending NBA champions, a fully healthy Giannis Antetokounmpo, a fully healthy Chris Middleton. You just think, okay, Memphis is going to come out and compete, but ultimately Milwaukee is going to pull, pull away, right? It's the complete opposite. Memphis not only took care of business, but they smacked them pretty handily. I think it was about, about 25, if I'm not mistaken. Um, to Skyler's point, you got to uh, give kudos to Taylor Jenkins for what he's done as far as making his adjustments to the rotation. De'Anthony Melton, who is looking like he's shooting in the Mississippi River right now, can't miss. Uh, Tyus Jones has played well. Um, I'm still awaiting for the media to acknowledge Jaron Jackson Jr. as a potential defensive player of the year candidate. I'm still waiting on that, but that's neither here or there. But kudos to the guys, man. I, you, again, you couldn't ask for a better week. So that's all I got. Yeah, um, I at the end of this, this show, I always say, you know, Grizz prove us wrong, right? Um, whether we say one and two, two and one, not all the time that we always say undefeated. And lo and behold, they proved us all wrong by going undefeated. Um, to me, um, the game against, I think the biggest game is Brooklyn, right? And I said last show, I said Brooklyn Nets may be the best eighth seed I've ever seen uh, since the Believe Warriors at this point, um, even though they're in the East. But I will say the Brooklyn next game proved to uh, – go ahead, Cap, what are you about to say? Oh, uh, no, I was just showing the peace sign like Andre Drummond did. Oh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Um, who probably runs like a 5 six, 40, uh, but still threw up the peace sign and dunk. But anyways, what I will say is the Brooklyn Nets game proved two things, two things, and – Thankfully, it was on national TV. It proved two things that the whole world should have already known that we've known already. One, Desmond Bain is the most improved player in the league. Two, we should solidify or have solidified the executive bless you of the year in the Memphis Grizzlies. If nothing else, those two awards should have been given out that day and night right after the game. It is, there's nothing else that you can really realistically tell me because of, again, to Skyler's point, talking about the rotations and things of that nature, as Trevor pointed out, they're still going off, but who cares? We won the game. Congratulations. Devin Booker scored 70 points and they still lost. We don't remember that, right? Um, but, <laughs> right. <laughs> or we don't remember. By double um, digits, they did. <laughs> yeah. Against the Celtics, I believe. And y'all just um, scored 59 and lost by 30. And then that last be your episode when Skyler said it. <laughs> oh, he bringing up. OG episodes. <laughs> but again, to me, that, that proved the point of, of two awards that should be easily given. Um, again, not to sleep on the Pacers, glad we beat the Pacers. And again, we gave the reigning champs uh, a mouthful, and they didn't respond well either. Um, so kudos to Memphis Grizzlies. And again, if nothing else this week proved two awards into becoming to the Memphis Grizzlies showcase sooner rather than later, passing down to the big fella. That's our great uh, analysis on y'all. I was one that definitely picked uh, the Grizz to lose against Brooklyn as well um, to see Kyrie and KD, you know, do their thing, you know, on, on TV because I wasn't at the game with y'all, unfortunately. Um, but that was expected. You know, Kyrie, you know, it was his birthday. 
um, you know, and the, and the vaccine, I think the same day, actually, the vaccine mandates, you know, was lifted for New York. So he was already feeling good um, coming into the city. You know, KD was going to be, you know, the best player in the game that he is. But the fact that the grid still came out, put forth the effort without, you know, Jaws is crazy to me. It's crazy to me that, you know, quote unquote, that this team is a better team without our superstar, John Moran, right? You know, and that's just me trolling. That's me capping. That's the internet being the internet. But the fact that we can't win without our superstar just let us know what kind of culture and what kind of team that we have, y'all. And I keep telling it to my friends. I keep telling it to everybody I know, like, this Grizzlies team is special. Your like, brother. It's special. Like, there are literally no question marks about this team. Like, people talk about experience. Okay, well, outside of the Suns, who really got experience as far as chemistry go with playing at each other? Clay Thompson, talk, talk about the Warriors. Clay Thompson just got back, and their chemistry, don't even get me started on their chemistry issues. We got the Utah Jazz who, you know. We, we can get started. I think we might have some time at the end. Oh, no, we, we can talk We can talk about it for sure. And I definitely I speak my two cents, but as far as chemistry goes, the Grizzlies have the best chemistry outside of the Phoenix Suns and the Western Conference. And to me, when people, again, ask me, oh, Oh, they too young. They do this. I'm like, okay, well, we did our thing in a bubble. We did beat the Warriors in the play-in. We went head up damn near against the Jazz last season. So exactly what are you talking about? So that's just my thing. We'll talk more about that with the questions. But this team is special um, for them to come and beat the Bucks and the Nets, you know, with the, in the same week. It's outstanding to me. Um, and we're just going to keep it going. And shout out to John Moran for rocking the grill on the sideline on ESPN. Just, it just show you the Memphis culture and how we look out for our own. And for two, like how they looking out for us as well. I and mean, this team is special. I, I really for sure. Yeah, I want to grill myself. Like for real, I'm going to hang, make that a me plan too. for me. Christmas gift or something like that too. Just get some like aluminum foil, like some gun wrapper, how we used to do it back in the day, and just put a man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I had the real thing back in the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> I roll them. <laughs> nah, I say that money up. I say that money up. Get the jump right before prom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, no, my picks, bro. We need picks. I know you got. Yeah. Picks. Oh, yeah. You know what? My thirtieth birthday coming over two days. I do a throwback picture that day. Let's go. I'm getting I'm up early in the morning. Right. Refreshing Twitter quickly. <laughs> I won't have phone in the hand. Coffee and the other refreshing the whole time. <laughs> I got to see this. Hey, but uh, I got a question for you too. Did you end up asking your mama was your brother born a hater? Man, uh, and I showed talk to her yesterday. It's a, it's kind of like a rhetorical question though, because I kind of know the answer. It's a yes, like for sure. <laughs> I ain't even had to ask moms that, man. Shout out to my brother. Shout out to mom, man. All right, that was Definitely so funny. Born a hater, man. Ain't on my grids <laughs> like this. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I speak the same sentiments as y'all. Great week, me. You can say it without y'all, man. Like we just keep rolling. Like everybody know they roll. Everybody plays up another level without him, man. Uh, we shot the ball, so we got high at the right time too. Uh, hit a miss league, right? We have our moments where the majority of the time we ain't hitting as much, right? But we all get into the lane getting shots. This past week, uh, we were lighting lighting it up from behind the three point line. Anthony Melton yesterday made me think he was one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> by the way, he was shooting that thing and just like just letting it fly. Also, the Brooklyn game, he was doing the same thing. So in the first half, at least. So hey, it's love, man. Love watching this team. Love seeing them jail. Love seeing them grow. And what we only got seven games left in the regular season, fellas. It's almost playoff time, and NBA standings right now. 
We are three and a half up on the Gold State Warriors heading to tomorrow night's matchup. Or in the case of this episode gets released on Monday, tonight's matchup in that case. So three and a half game lead. Hey, like we're about to get that two seed win, be Golden State. And guess what? You pretty much got two seed. You can go ahead and start resting people for real, for real. Like resting more people. But uh, let's get to our Twitter questions. We came back this week and Twitter, man, shout out to y'all. Y'all definitely came out <laughs> and asked us a plethora of questions. We definitely appreciate y'all. Yes. First question goes to Grindhouse Grizzlies. Uh, his uh, at is Spaces Grizzlies. So he hosts the post game. Uh, Twitter spaces for the Grizzlies game. So shout out to him for uh, tuning in. He asked, who are two players you all see making the big playoff jump like Ja and Dylan did for us last season? Trevor, you get that one. All right, absolutely. Well, um, the easiest answer here, obviously, is going to be Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, you expecting the most improved player campaign year that Desmond Bain is having, you expect that to translate into the playoffs. Didn't have a didn't really play bad in the playoffs last season in the series against Utah. He's just you could kind of tell that's just him getting the jitters out and just him pretty much being a rookie. And then with Jaron Jackson Jr., Jaron Jackson Jr. was coming back from injury and still was kind of working his way back in the playing shape and working his back his way back into the lineup. So if you're expecting something similar to what John Dillon did in the playoffs. Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, are definitely going to be your two guys to kind of watch out for. I do have a question, though, with Jaron Jackson Jr. I know he'll be able to get timely stops down the stretch because everyone knows in, play, in the playoffs, the game slows down. My question for Jaron Jackson Jr. is, can you get timely buckets for the Grizzlies in crunch time when it's needed? If Ja is struggling, if Desmond Bain is struggling, can you be that third guy to say, here, give me the ball. I can go get us a bucket. We know he can get a key stop. We know he can lock somebody up when need be. But my question for Jaren Jackson Jr. for 3J is, if called upon, can you go get the Grizz a bucket in the playoffs? And I believe he can, but that remains to be seen. But to answer the question, it's Desmond Bain and Jaren Jackson Jr. easily. And because of that, is that question you asked Trevor, that's the reason Dylan Brooks is important to this team because he can be that guy if Jaron can't be that guy. So, uh, but to your point, I do agree. Uh, Jaron, Jaron definitely would have to, um, even take it a step further. Uh, as he done this regular season, he's proven his worth with his contract now in the playoffs. It's time for you to prove your worth there. He did have a good uh game, game three or game four against Utah. It was one of them games where he came out, he gave some really productive minutes last year in the playoffs. So, hopefully, uh, people begging off of that, he can take it another step further this year. All right, so next question. So we had three three people. Uh, <laughs> Memphis, you're great at Memphis UI. Also, I got Darren James at uh two words for you, and also our other guy Chris Rose at C Rose 1998. They kind of asked the same question in the sense, like it was all it was all uh, kind of along the same line. So we kind of we combined all y'all questions into one. And the question we're asking is, who do you think is the biggest threat in the playoffs? To, to the Grizzlies, also, who's the easiest, uh, like the easiest team for them to beat? Sheedy, you got that one. Got it. Um, I'll start with the first part. You said the hardest um, to go about, and we're we're saying as a as a podcast that this is going to be secured as a second seed. So we'd be looking at the seventh seed at this point, um, and then clearly looking at the winner of the playing game. So to me, 
the hardest team that I would not want to face, especially in the first round, um, is definitely the, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I believe this team is better than what their record indicates. They're breaking their all uh, cornerstone in their franchise, so to speak, 150, 60 million dollar man back as well um, in time for the playoffs. And also, let's not uh, let us not forget Grizz Nation. This is also a team that that constructed made it to the Western Conference Finals last year um, without Kawhi Leonard. Um, and so this team is only logistically, well, not logistically, but kind of gotten the same team and one team that I would not want to see. Um, but if we're going to go through the progression, let's say we we win that game, right, or win that series, um, that would just put us in contention to play the winner of the Golden State and the Nuggets series. And I just believe Golden State wins that series. So it'd be a tough out for us to go against Golden State. Um, and then at the end, um, I believe, as the standings are as they stand, uh, us play, playing Phoenix. So that would be the hardest road for us to get through. Um, and I truly believe that Clippers round would be difficult. Now, if we're talking easiest, I'd rather match up with the Timberwolves, a team that we've seen already multiple times as well this season, a team that we kind of went back and forth with too. Um, but I believe when the lights come on, and you guys have already alluded to when it's playoff time, the game slows down, I believe in our team more. Um, and so clearly I would rather us play Minnesota. Um, then, you know, but Joker's been playing crazy though. Um, and then you get Michael Porter Jr. back possibly for the Nuggets uh, during the first round. Um, and so then if, you know, the Nuggets do beat the Golden State, then we play Denver. And then, of course, <laughs> the last one would be us playing whoever the AFC would be. Again, that's the easiest route. Um, and I would think the AFC would still be the Clippers. Um, I just I really think that. Um, and then that means the Clippers would be in the West Conference Finals and we would beat them. So that was my hardest and easiest way. Notice I started the Clippers in there both times. I really don't want to play the Clippers. I could see both scenarios because the Clippers and the Nuggets are the two interesting teams going to the playoffs. Both teams have players returning, like star players returning to their yes. teams. Yes, uh, $100 million men. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, how effective they would be being off for so long, uh, that remains to be seen. But I can say Paul George would probably be a little better than Denver's player since he just recently, I think June is January. I mean, January. Is yeah, he just hurt. went. Yeah, he had just went down. So he he's been inside. He has not played this season, whereas Michael Porter Jr. has played. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, I mean, has not played. Excuse me. Yeah, um, and that's where he started. Right. Yeah, he had plays like November, October, and Jamal Murray. It's been a year, so I don't really expect too much if he were to return as well. So, and yeah, pretty interesting one right there. Pretty interesting one. All right, the next one. I know Tuke got his hands rubbing on this one. This is for you, player. <laughs> From Marcella Johnson uh, at TNT Marcia. Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A. She asked, any words of advice to them analysts, in quotation marks, analysts at ESPN who think the worst of our city? Who think the worst of our city? Um... Pretty much shout out to her for putting the quotes around analysts because just because you wear a shirt and tie and talk about the game of basketball and the football, whatever you like, don't make you an analyst, but it's neither here or there. What really got me this week was the fact that there were so many discussions about Elvis Presley. When if you really think about it, for somebody that used to work at Graceland, that probably would have been the only time I went to Graceland was to go to work, to be honest with you. But that's neither here nor there. The fact that people are talking about, oh, there's so many signs about Elvis. One, there's only two signs in Memphis that represent Elvis. The first one 
is off the Elvis Presley Boulevard uh, exit to let you know, hey, you're near Graceland, pull over. The second one is near Tupelo, where his birthplace was. So all these, Elvis Presley, whatever, man, whatever. But the simple fact of Memphis is one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Uh, we kind of what Desmond Bain said pretty much we're here and if we're talking about the Grizzlies I mean we can just literally check down everything about this Memphis Grizzlies team like number one in blocks number one in rebounding we're number two in scoring which we could be number one by the end of the season and number four we just got chemistry issues but the fact that people don't want to come to Memphis and experience some of the best food in the world statistically and me speaking the best water in the world like, why wouldn't you want to come to the city of Memphis and enjoy Memphis basketball and be a part of the culture? We don't know, but Memphis is putting this, uh, the Grizz are putting the city on. Shout out to John Moran and everybody at the team. Keep doing what y'all doing. We here, but at this point, it's either easier said than done. Actually, speak louder than words. So, man, yeah. take that flashy stuff back to California. This is a blue collar city. If you ain't down with the city, get out. It's just that simple. So, that's just how it is. Richard Jefferson is not the first California-born person to um, talk bad about Memphis. Yes, I'm talking about you, Gilbert Arenas, who used to wear a uniform for the Grizzlies, who used to talk bad about Memphis as well. If you ain't with it, it's a blue-collar city. Just get out. It's just that simple. So It is what it is. I was about to say, I pictured Trevor being like the the, the older Uncle Phil, like and just like throwing the folks out, the, the folks out the city of Richard Jefferson, get out! Give it a ring, his kid out. My uncle uh, Uncle Phil used to throw ja- uh, Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Love you, Gil, but I, I got to get you for this in the city. It's just that simple. So, Mm-mm. yeah, that was a, uh, you know. We got we we did we did what we didn't do we we put on the show. For I do want to shout out to the people that do embrace the, the city of Memphis. You know what I'm saying like the Kendrick Perkins, the Monica McNutts of the world. Like we do need to acknowledge those people for sure because without them, like I don't, we we probably wouldn't be played on on ESPN the other day. To be honest with you, so shout out to them. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down, we break down who will be cutting, cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snackin'. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. For sure, for sure. For Shout sure. out to the players, man. Shout out to Desmond Bain. Shout out to the players, yeah. At the end of the game, you know, how they turned up right there in Malika Andrews to try and interview them. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Didn't I use that picture? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got it, baby. I gotta say this because Savage made a real, real good joke, which was hilarious. He was like, 
when your mama had company over and you don't embarrass her, you gotta take the kids to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Shout out to Savage for that tweet, dog. Real talk. <laughs> yes, sir. And speaking of Savage, that's our next next question. <laughs> so good transition. I'm, I'm on one with the segue. Let's go. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, man. Uh, right. I got Savage, man. Uh, M Savage 901. He asked, Do you fear Phoenix? Scalum. I think you have no choice but to look at it. You have no choice but to fear Phoenix. If you look at Phoenix uh, roster from top to bottom, in a lot of ways, call it what you want to, but a lot of ways their roster compares a lot to, you know, the Grizzlies roster. You, you want to talk about point guards, you have two, um, in my opinion, of the best in the in the game right now, John Moran and Chris Paul. You want to look at, you know, complete that backcourt. You got Devin Booker, you got Desmond Bain, who we all, you know, not to say that he's on the same level as Devin Booker, but, if you know if there's somebody in the league that probably has a chance uh, to you know be able to shoot the ball as well as Devin Booker when he gets high, Desmond Bain is that guy. Um, you know the the wing defenders you have. You know for for the Grizzlies you have um, you have you have De- you have Dylan Brooks. For the Suns you have Jesus. You have a lot of them. You have Justin Jackson. You have um, Mikael Bridges. You have uh, Tory Craig. You got uh, you got a lot of people that can defend multiple positions. But then you also have the ability, if you're the Phoenix Suns, to put those people on on the court at the same time and be able to guard John Morant. If there's one thing, in my opinion, that John Morant probably struggles with, it's probably it's having length um, underneath him or around him and things like that. So um, you have no choice to fear Phoenix. Phoenix is well coached. Phoenix is well run all on the sidelines and on the court with Chris Paul. Again, also, um, uh, I'm forgetting my boy's name. Um, uh, the the backup point guard. Uh, the, 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 campaign. campaign. Yeah, campaign. There you go. Yeah. So yeah, campaign and Tyus Jones. Damn, so, he's from Memphis. Too many names I had to remember. Had too many names. I was just asking. Too many tequilas. I got you. Yeah, exactly. No, actually, not enough. Didn't even get none at all. But at the end of the day, you know, from from front uh, front court again with uh, with DeAndre Aiden and then Jaron Jackson for Grizzlies as well. Top to bottom, the, the Suns are built just as similar as the Grizzlies are, and so you have to fear Phoenix uh, for those for those particular reasons. And they play defense just as well as they play offense as well too, like the Grizzlies. So yeah, you definitely have to. If there's one team that you know you like, ah man, I kind of in any way possible avoid them at, at all costs. It's the Phoenix Suns. And so luckily enough, they all have the one seed. Grizzlies will more likely finish with the second seed. So you don't see them until each team completes their first two rounds of the, uh, of the playoffs. I think you also got to give credit to their culture as well because Chris Paul missed a few weeks and they didn't literally skip a beat. Like they, I don't even think, did they miss, did they lose a the game? I guess a couple maybe. Um, so yeah. like they literally went into this offseason, looked and saw who who they needed, you know, after they lost to the Bucks and got, you know, the JaVel McGee's of the world, the Landry Shamets, you know, and everybody got better and chemistry matters. So, I mean, if it's any team that would make the Grizz fear them, quote unquote, it would be them. It definitely would be the Suns. Yeah. Just like we made the case like a while back for Ja to be in the MVP race, uh, there, it should be a very strong case for Devin Booker as well. Like It, it should be no reason why John Morant and Devin Booker are at least in the top five discussion for MVP at this current point in time. Yeah, because somebody done slid on out of there. I ain't going to say if he pays for Chicago or not, but, you know, he kind of sliding on out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one last one last point on the Suns is if, if, if there's one team that were probably is probably 
as hungry or even hungrier than the Grizzlies are, it's the Phoenix Suns who just fell short of the NBA Finals too. So when well, I was the NBA Finals, but of winning the championship. So again, that's another thing that you have to consider. Sorry, and, and since you want to consider, what I also think <laughs> it should be considered is the back and forth that I think is also fueled the Suns uh, with AD and Booker and AD going back and forth. Well, you do all day only one because I was hurt. And Booker's like, well, we can really run it back and see what's really happening. And we'll see if they get the chance to run it back. Please get a chance to run it back. Run it so back. We, <laughs> they, 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 you know why I care about running it back? I don't care, care about none of them teams. I just care about the Grizzlies. Definitely have the Lakers pick if they end up running it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, get in Lakers week so you can convey that pick on over to the Grizzlies so we can keep building. Let's go. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely agree. Phoenix is definitely uh I mean heck, they on the team with 60 wins, they probably would be the only team with 60 wins this season. So it, it lets you know all you need to know about them, they still rolling around here. But last question from my guy Austin Moore. His Twitter is at AKM107 twice T-W-I-C-E. He asked, Who plays a larger role for the Grizzlies in these playoffs? John Conchar or Zaire Williams? Uh I think I asked, I really answered this question a couple weeks ago. We I think we had a question about um, Zaire and his uh and the rotation in the playoffs and I mentioned mm-hmm. John Conchar for probably the reason why Zaire won't play as much and also I think a lot of y'all didn't have Anthony Melton in y'all rotation and that's who I was like yeah Anthony Melton he definitely be in rotation <laughs> we see what's going on uh I know he tends to struggle in the playoffs so this will be a big year for him as well uh him and him and Brandon Clark because last year they both struggled in the playoffs or oh, really, really the whole bench struggling in the playoffs so it's gonna be a big year for the whole bench to kind of continue what they've been doing but. Um, I would say John Conchar, I think he's going to get the more opportunities. I could see a scenario where Taylor Jenkins starts off the playoffs still kind of playing everybody, but then as the series goes along, whatever happens in the series will dictate what he do. And John Conchar is just, you know, he's just trusted. He's going to go out there. If he's not scoring, he's going to get some rebounds, right? Um, but Zaire is very good on defense, um, even in Milwaukee game, seeing it in person. A lot of those tip passes. On passes where it seemed like, oh, dang, dude's wide open. And Zaire come out the blue and tip it, like with his long wingspan. So it's actually a scenario where he definitely gets his chance. But I think John Conchar probably played a more pivotal role this year. Yeah, I I just think that because their roles are pretty much going to be the same. Like you're Mm -hmm. out there to play defense, you're going to eventually get an open shot from the corner. Can you knock it down? Um, So what I think for right now, it'll probably just be John. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was out here, just just to be real. Yeah, and I think it'll be who's going to be able to play the better defense, honestly. Because you, I don't think you're necessarily like looking for either one of them to give you a spark offensively off the bench. Because you'll be able to have that with, with you know with Melton and being able to rotate that rotation. With, I'm sure with Desmond Bay, I'm pretty sure him and Ja will swap minutes, and so it'll be more so who's be able who will be able to play defense the best. But then we'll also be able to knock down timely shots as well too. So it'll be interesting to see that. Yep. And moving forward, uh, thank you everybody for the questions once again. Uh y'all definitely definitely uh tune in, man. Appreciate y'all for all of those definitely real thought questions. We had to really think about these, write them down and kind of like observe and assign them to different people. So man, shout out to everyone who asked the question. But moving forward, uh this second to last week of the uh regular season. This is also going coming to the championship week of the fantasy basketball playoffs. Since I gotta mention that two one championship for us last year. Look like I'm on my way to the championship this year. John Moran uh, picked a hell of a time to be injured. 
Hey, it's okay though. It's okay as long as it stays in house. As long as the championship stays <laughs> right. in house, we okay. You just have to bring that up, man. But now, nah, hey, good luck, bro. Hey, good luck, bro. Yep. House. I had to go. Got to go break y'all home this year. Uh, we'll see if I have a rematch. Haven't I mean, have a rematch? But I play against your finals opponent last year, or I play against the person you got upset by this year. So, and both of them in a tight race right now. So. I see tomorrow <laughs> who I'm going against. Uh, as long as I finish off my opponent in Parker, uh, look like that's pretty good odds. Uh, unless uh, all these things happen, but coming to this week, play Golden State at home. We play at San Antonio, and we play Phoenix. There we go. What's the conference finals preview potentially? Also, second round preview potentially tomorrow without Steph, of course. Though, uh, who you got? What we got? What's our record this week? Man, give me another two and one, man. What the hope that we can probably go three and zero again? Um, I, I I definitely take the the dub against Golden State. Steph Curry is out, um, so I think that's going to be interesting to see. Which um, they've been able to do it ex Miami, um, but who will be able to? <laughs> sheesh, I can't believe I was that petty. But be uh, it'll be interesting to see who will be able to step up and and, and cover the low for Steph Curry while he's out. Um, Jordan Poole went off the other day, but I don't think he'll be able to do that again. Uh, I'm not even sure what the heck the status of play and, and Draymond is. I haven't watched much of the Warriors lately, but um, go ahead and give me that dub against the Warriors. Uh, give me that dub against San Antonio. But I think Phoenix is probably going to walk into that game uh, against with Mem- against Memphis to say we kind of got something to prove. We want to be able to kind of like, you know, you know, probably put something forward to say, you know, y'all probably ain't on our level or something like that. And so with, again, the Grizzlies being out, Short of John Morant, uh, the status up is up and down with Brandon Clark and people throughout the throughout the lineup. So I think that'll be a, a loss that they take for the season. So give me two and one. I'm gonna take two and one as well, but I'm gonna take a loss to San Antonio, uh, just for the simple fact that out of these three teams that the Grizzlies are matching up with, San Antonio has the most to play for right now. They're still a game and a half out for the ninth spot in the play-in. So I kind of expect the Grizzlies will probably have some kind of lag in that game against San Antonio because I do think they take care of business against the Warriors, uh, win the tiebreaker, and kind of officially uh, lock up the second seed. Uh, Phoenix may come in and play the way that Skylar mentioned, but at this point, I think Phoenix really doesn't have much to play for. We're like, a, what, a week? Uh, we got like another week after this week uh, in the regular season. So I wouldn't be surprised if Phoenix just started resting players um, just to get ready for that first-round matchup. Like I said, they got 60 wins. They got the best record in the league. They got the Western, They got the top seed locked up already. So uh, why even risk trying to even prove a point where you're not going to possibly see the Grizzlies until the Western Conference Finals? I mean, if you know if everything goes well. So give me two and one with a loss to San Antonio. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. The point of. I think that my loss does come with San Antonio because, again, of the teams that we are playing, San Antonio has the most to play for just to try to get into the playing scenario. Um, I think we come and we beat Golden State, but I think we, we're just one and two um, the rest of our time. And, Trevor, you alluded to it already, and we've already also talked about it too. Phoenix pretty much locked up the one position. I mean, I don't foresee us possibly jumping up to the first or number one seed. So, I don't see that happening, which means, yes, they're not going to play all their players like that. But I also don't think once – not that I think. I know that once we win against Golden State, I see us possibly taking a step back as well, uh, which means we're not putting our all against San Antonio and we're not going to put our all against Phoenix. So, to me, I think it's a one and two. 
and it doesn't change what we have going. It's just like, okay, we know we, we have to learn how to play playoff basketball. Last year, we were fighting for our lives to get there and to crawl there. Now we're there and we have to learn, okay, we're about to get into a, a, a little bit of a scuffle, so to speak. So let's go ahead and rest and be prepared to see who's going to come out of the playing scenario. So to me, I think one and two, uh, but it, it's still a good week. I don't think we go 0-3, and, and if we go 0-3, we still got the number. Well, we probably still have the, the second seed. We'll have the so, second seed regardless because yeah, – so uh, Yeah, after the first tiebreaker, the second tiebreaker goes to division. So with the Grizzlies right. winning the Southwest, yeah, it's pretty much locked up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah give me one and two. Let's, I would love for us to do a strong showing against Phoenix. I mean, against Phoenix, against Golden State, since we would see them in the second round. Um, but I think we just kind of go on ultimate cruise control from there on out. Um, pass that down to the big fella. I'm actually, I actually think the opposite of what you all think. Um, I'm gonna say three and oh, honestly, because I know a lot of uh, y'all have said that y'all that degrees with rest players. I don't think not yet. Um, if you look at really the next five games, they're against teams that are over 500 and are playing really good basketball with, let me see, we got what, what we say, the, the, the Warriors, Spurs, uh, Suns, Jazz, and Nuggets next week, but uh, a couple weeks. So it's like, I don't think we were really wrestling. I think these are real challenges for the Grizz and, you know, still according to Grizz Nation Twitter, we're best without our star player, John Morant, anyway. Uh, so winning without John Morant should be easy for the Grizz to do anyway. So um, chemistry issues with the Warriors got them down. Like I said, that's a whole talk for a whole nother conversation. But I'm um, going to beat the Warriors. Spurs, Trevor, you hit the money on the head when the Spurs are definitely playing good basketball. They're definitely trying to get into, you know, that, I guess, 10th seed or whatever. But I think the Grizz will, like, interior defense, we smoked them once. We're going to get them again. Um, and then with the Suns, I don't think JaVale McGee is going to be playing anyway. So I think that'll actually help with the case of, you know, scoring inside and which is what we, we, we're pretty good at anyway. And um, do, 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 yeah, give me, give me a win against the Suns. So give me, give me three and all, give me three and all. I think we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make a statement. And probably like the last couple of games of the season, we'll probably get to resting, but I don't think this is when we, we rest with us right now. Yep, I agree with you too. Um, I thought I was gonna be the only person to go three and zero. So, two people, let's get it three and zero for me too. Um, I think we are gonna try and we're gonna try and like risk one player or two, right? Brandon Clark, hip soreness. Jaron Jackson Jr. is all of a sudden questionable for the Gold State game with that soreness. Like they're gonna try and sneak up like one, you know, a player or two, like any other game. But I think they all they got something to play for. Golden State, just to lock up the number two seed. You lose to them, that's a whole game they gain on you. Like you got to go on here, lock it down. San Antonio, that's your that's the draft pick. Uh, the Lakers are only a game and a half ahead of San Antonio. You beat San Antonio, you have to draft need that one. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so they play. <laughs> uh, if anything, Tony Jenkins in the front office definitely gonna say play everybody for that one. <laughs> I guarantee you that one for that one. Um, Phoenix, hey, that's the team. Like I said, that's the biggest threat. That's the number one seed. I don't care who that got on the court. You finna come out and try and show them like, okay, this is a team we might have to see down the road. This is a team we want to win the championship. This is a team we're gonna have to beat, so we're gonna have to come out for that one. And like you said, uh, fathering week, we had to play at Utah, at Denver. Like these next five games are pretty important to the Grizzlies. So give me three and oh, they gonna keep they gonna keep it rolling. Uh, and knowing my luck, they will probably not go three and oh, but that's what I'm going with, Grizz Nation. Oh, anybody got anything else? 
Prove him right, Grizz Nation. Them Prove right, them. excuse me. Damn, yeah, I was like, yeah. Prove them right. That's <laughs> right. All right, man. That does it for this episode, y'all. Like I said, once again, shout out to everyone who asked us the questions. Shout out to you guys that we almost completed what our second Thursday, second season in the half. We started in the bubble. We started this podcast when they hit the bubble. So, man, shout out to us. Yep, time is flown. Time is loop. But remember, follow me at the one underscore P Shark. At underscore Scott Leader on Twitter. I'm at the Otter Trevor. You know what of is. It's really shitty. I just don't understand why Skylar was laughing so hard. Like, it's just your name, man. <laughs> it's really shitty, though. Go ahead, big fella. It's Antem. She can appreciate y'all for listening. For sure, for sure. And remember to follow us on Twitter at the starting five, the number five MEM, Grizzly Bear Blues at SBN Grizzlies, and listen to the other podcasts on the network, the 3D podcast, the Core 4 podcast, GBB Live, and the Long View. And to next time, Grizz Nation. Grizz. Grizz.